Hey, I'm Angie. And I'm Emily. Being a creative person in the corporate space can be really tough, and we should know. Join us to talk about how to be a right brain in a left-brained world. It's The Artist at Work. Hello, hello, you guys. Today we are going to talk about this elusive thing called boredom. Boredom at work, what you do, how to how to work through it, how to sit in it, and really, you know, how you feel about it in general. So, Emily, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I I think that again, like as we have said about many of the concepts we've been discussing over the last few weeks, like we have been taught to believe that these feelings and these sentiments are bad and they're not. We are lucky enough to have the luxury of boredom. And that's a cool place to find ourselves. It sucks. It's annoying. But sometimes being bored is, you know, what leads to weird internet searches that, you know, for me at least take me down to weird, like, you know, Tony performances from 1982, which I highly recommend Every- everybody check out. <laughs> Everyone knows that's what happens to you. Clearly. Is making me think about a song lyric from high school that boring people are bored. Which, like, I don't think that's true. No, I don't think so either. But, like, when it comes to work, is there – how have you approached it? If you've got some extra time on your hands because you do your work faster than other people on your team, maybe with the same workload – do you consider yourself bored and then do you ask for more work or do you, how do you handle that? The biggest, I think, thing that I need to personally unpack as far as boredom and work go hand in hand is that I need to remove boredom from guilt. It is okay to not feel guilty about feeling bored at work. And because you feel bored at work, you don't have to feel guilty that then you are looking at performances from the 1992 or 82 Tonys on YouTube. Sometimes that's just what you want to do. You need as a creative person to give your brain that break. You need to allow yourself to be able to like explore things that your boredom unlocks for you that maybe otherwise you wouldn't have time to see or think about. And I think that like, that's a road to creativity and who knows what that's going to unlock for you when you might need it somewhere down the road. Yeah. And I think what's really cool about boredom or being bored, especially at work, is that it it gives you that space. So if something does pop up, you have space to put your energy into or your time into. Um, And if you are, again, I've said this before, but if, you know, your nose is just barely above the water, when a big wave comes, you're going to drown. Instead of if you, you know, you can breathe easily, when a big wave comes, you'll pop up and rise to the occasion. Yeah, those sort of spaces of of time make you a little bit more resilient and more able to to bounce back more easily. You are a person who likes to be busy and likes to do things. So what does boredom feel like to you and how do you deal with it? And how do you um, kind of live in that space of boredom? How do you fill that time if you want to? Yeah, I would say that I'm not great at being bored. I'm not, I'm not great at that. I, there's always something to do, always something to fill, but I do find when I kind of just sit there, I want to, you know, grab a notebook. I want to write something down. I'm quick to turn on music or like, it's hard for me to sit in silence or to sit with extra time. I'm like, wow, I could really be using this differently. So I've, I've kind of had to reframe 
boredom as just like a sort of like rest time. So just doing things that I wouldn't typically do with like my working hours and leaning into that with, again, music, podcasts, Instagram, whatever it might look like, but not having guilt or shame around wasting time has been something I've had to kind of grow up into. That makes a lot of sense. And I think it, you know, speaks again to like, you're wanting to be busy and do things and be active and be productive. Um, I just wrote down as, as you were saying these, I sort of wrote down four words that I all associate with one another. And I somehow they, they all Venn diagram themselves in a way that I haven't yet figured out, but it's, you know, boredom, like how is that different from silence? How is that different from anxiety? How are they all different from distraction? Those four things are all really very like intertwined for me and probably, you know, in certain moments are the same thing for me, but I have very different feelings about each of them. You know, um, when things are too quiet, I get anxious, but am I bored or am I just quiet? Am I distracted or am I bored? Like, how do those all work together? And like, how can I sort of like funnel each of those feelings that might all be the same thing into something that makes me feel most creative or most content in the moment? I think you're right that it's a perfect way to describe it. It is a Venn diagram. There's overlap in every category there. And I think there's ways like maybe it's taking more notice of how you're feeling and what words like it's literally like, oh, I'm feeling bored. Maybe write down what those words are. And is it because you wish you were somewhere else? So you're distracted thinking about that or you're out of work to do. So now you're trying to like go through your to-do list. And, you know, I think, I think it's important to kind of like stop yourself when you're in boredom and be like, why am I bored? And it's not always a bad thing. Right. Sometimes it's okay to be bored and sit in the discomfort that you feel from thinking you are bored, right? Like, oh, I'm bored, but maybe I'm just, it's why I'm bad at meditating, I think, because I can't, I'm uncomfortable with silence, you know, which is in that weird Venn diagram that I'll draw at some point. And it's because that sort of stokes in me an anxiety in a way that like, you know, shouldn't be there because I want to be doing things or making things or thinking about things or more detrimentally consuming things. And like, sometimes it's just okay to sit with my own thoughts and be a little bit quiet and feel a little bit bored. I don't think that there's anything um, inherently wrong with that. And I think that we've got to kind of change the way we think about that stuff. That reminds me of this really cool emotional guidance scale. There's 22 like emotions at the top is like joy, appreciation, empowered, freedom, love. And the bottoms like fear, grief, depression, despair, powerlessness. And boredom is actually number eight. So it's actually pretty high up the scale. Right above it is contentment and right below it is pessimism. Wow. It's sort of like a, what's the word? Neutral. No, it's the, the fulcrum. Yes. It's Absolutely. Fulcrum. Yeah. So I, I found it fascinating when I first became aware of the scale where boredom fell and it wasn't low. Yeah. Whereas like, I think there's such a connotation around boredom, Completely. but really- it's just below contentment. It's fascinating. And that means there is sort of a luxury about being bored because when you are bored, it means that you have time to be bored, right? And that exactly. is luxurious. That is, golly, I bet a lot of people wish that they could be as bored as we feel sometimes. That's really, it's, we're lucky to be able to feel bored. Yeah. 
And we also don't have to feel, I don't think, like we need to be productive with that quote unquote bored time. Well, I think that's a mindset shift, giving yourself permission to play and rest and not be productive or efficient with every minute on this planet. And I definitely have had to learn that along the way. I think the word in general over, you know, certainly during my lifetime, it's just had sort of a pejorative connotation that maybe doesn't need to be there. Maybe we just, you know, as this chart has done, it's neutralized boredom and it just is, it's a sense of stasis. It's just living. It's just being, it's just breathing. It's just, you know, I, I, maybe meditating is boring to me because boring is good. And it should just be like a time to kind of breathe in, breathe out and not be actively trying to grind with my productivity and not actively trying to make myself have fun or feel sad or feel nervous or feel excited. It's just a time to just be. Yeah. And I think what's kind of cool, I feel like over the last year, we've had more space to be bored because there's no social calendars filling up or people aren't taking our time from us. And what's been cool is literally not having plans and just letting like the day unfold however it could. And that was so different from how I was living my life. So I think that being able to live it, not just for a short period of time, over a year, you there's a shift. And I think now I crave a little more slowness than I used to. You've said this before, and I think that it's such a great point having the luxury again, to be more deliberate with our time sort of like, you know, allows us to reframe like exactly that. So let's be a little bit bored. Why the hell not? Like being bored is cool and it's fun. And again, we're very lucky to get to be bored because the other thing is when you, when you talk about something like boredom, you're inherently saying that there is something on the other end of that, right? Like I am bored now, I am implying that during other times I'm not bored and I'm busy and I'm nervous and I'm frazzled and I'm frantic. So bored is kind of where maybe I want to move toward more and live a little bit more in is boredom. Maybe that is like, you know, breathing room and the happiness that we all need. Yeah. It feels more spacious, which I think is the word that's more attractive to me because it feels like there's air around my time, my responsibilities and rest is sort of built into spaciousness. I think maybe, you know, mindfulness has been a real um, buzzword over the last decade or so, at least in my, in my world and in my circles. And maybe that's how we, or maybe I need to reframe boredom as mindfulness and time Mm -hmm. and space. Maybe I need to feel lucky that there are little 15 minute slots of my day where I get to feel bored and I don't anxiously await them to pass so that I can again, immediately feel anxious again, which is typically my normal vibration. (laughs) And maybe I just sort of live in the boredom and don't feel like it's a bad thing. And it's just nice to have some time to be bored. Yeah. I think reframing the word bored for a word that makes sense to your life will make that stasis feel better for you. I agree. I think we've cracked the code once again. Yeah. We are here solving life's problems. You are so welcome. (laughs) As usual. You know what we should do? Honest to God. Well, this is a really good idea. We should host a little artist at work cocktail hour and talk about, you know, redefining words and how we can like, you know, bring a word 
and figure out how we can sort of reframe it to make it better work for us. Bring a word that you have been taught not to like, bring a word that you don't think is really that cool or that interesting or that you don't like about yourself. And let's all re- let's find our board and reclaim it and feel really cool about it. I love that. Okay. Um, so yeah, workshop coming soon. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is, Zoom, Clubhouse, we don't know. We're just, we're, we're doing this all on the fly. Yeah. So yeah, think about your word. How can you reframe board to make it work for you and fit into your life and not kind of roll your eyes when it comes up? I'm going to go to Home Depot this weekend and get a two by four and just nail it to my office wall. (laughs) Happy to be bored. Thanks y'all. We'll see you again soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Artist at Work. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Instagram and Twitter under the handle at artist at work pod. And our website is the artist at work.com. We'll see you next time.